Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Kirchick's Corner. I am your host, Jeff Kirchick, Strategic Sales Director at Cresta. And Kirchick's Corner is the go-to podcast for all things customer experience. Today, I have a very special guest, Carolina Aramayo of BBVA Compass Bank. I've known Carolina for a long time, um, I guess maybe around like four or five years, so not super long, but a uh, great friend, awesome person, someone I really admire. Um, Carolina, thank you for, for spending some time with me today. Thank you, Jeff. I'm excited. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do just to get started. Okay, sure. Well, um, so I've had a, a career in banking for the last 11 years, and it's been really focused on customer experience, um, you know, business efficiency, um, process optimization, and, and things like this. Um, but these are kind of skills that, you know, they don't just apply to banking. It's something that could apply to any industry. And so I've really enjoyed having my career there. And then outside of that, um, some things that I really love uh, to look into are mindfulness and organizational psychology and uh, personality and, and um, personality tests and communication between uh, folks at work. Um, so those are some of my passions outside of my role with the job. Um, and yeah, I've been enjoying it so far. That's great. Yeah, I I, uh, I resonate with some of those myself. And you just reminded me that I, I need to start meditating again every day because I kind of I lost my way. So I need to start the <laughs> mindfulness thing. You brought it back for me. But um, yeah. regarding like some of the work you do and like we're going to talk actually mostly about something that you've done recently traveling the country. But before we do that, um, just to help folks who are listening, predominantly people that are in the contact center industry, just to give them some context on like some of the things you've worked on, like what are some of the major projects you've been involved with over the last few years? Like what's, what's your day-to-day -day like uh, at, in, in, in the office, let's say? Absolutely. Um, so my role is focused on transformation, which at its core, it means we wanna keep innovating the business operations and we wanna bring as much efficiency as possible to the business operations. And so the major projects I've worked on the last few years um, high focus on authentication, how to make that effortless for the agents, how to use tools and AI to make predictions. Um, we've done things like voice biometrics. Um, we've uh, implemented tools within the IVR to help with authentication. Uh, we've done mobile authentication, like if you're logged into the app and then you call us, you know, we don't want to re-authenticate you. So finding ways to make that as effortless for the customer as we can. Um, some other major projects include uh, a revamping of our training program using the right tools. Um, I think the one thing I've noticed is for us, and that's been the most successful, is the design of these tools. Because you have a lot of tools out there and vendors who can provide a similar service, but it really came down to the user friendliness of these tools in the design. And so delivering training to the agents in a, in a great visual way, um, being able to push information to them uh, when they're not on a phone call and being able to you know, be more efficient with their productivity. Those have been some of the major um, things that, we've, that I've worked on the last few years. It's awesome. So yeah, you've, you've kind of done it all. So and if anybody ever has any questions about anything with their contact center, they should probably call you, although we, maybe, maybe you don't, maybe, maybe that's not something they should do because you're busy, <laughs> you're busy traveling. Um, so recently <laughs> you decided to pack up your bags. You were living in Austin, Texas. 
Um, it's funny because a lot of people are moving to Austin, Texas recently, but you decided to kind of on a whim, kind of get rid of all, like a lot of your stuff, pack your bags, basically fit into a car and travel around the country and like work remotely, having this work-life balance, but also kind of, you know, fulfilling a dream that was on your bucket list. And I remember that you had always talked about that with me in the past. So um, it was really cool to see you actually go and do it. Um, what spurred all of that? Yes, um, it was, it has been one of the best decisions I ever made. I've always had a wanderlust for traveling. And when I saw what was happening with COVID, you know, after the initial shock for the first two months of everything shutting down, um, what I saw was a really amazing opportunity for me to fulfill some travel while we were all being forced to work remote 100%. You know, it was very clear to me that we weren't going to be going to the office anytime soon in 2020. And so I've been wanting to make a change in my life um, to, to get a little uncomfortable on purpose. Um, I had actually been wanting to you know, maybe even backpack um, internationally, but but COVID definitely put a stop to, to that at the time. And so um, I, I made the decision in the summer of 2020 and it felt amazing. I immediately started purging all of my things. I think I even just had the Salvation Army come and just, just pick up everything. I didn't even try to sell my stuff. I just said, just take it all. And I, I whatever could fit in my car, I put in my car. And if it couldn't, uh, it was donated. And then from there, I just hit the road. And the goal was that I wanted to travel around the U.S. in my car. Um, it was a little, it was a scary decision as a female, you know, traveling alone. But I felt I knew, I, you know, I knew how to play it safe, and and I made it some initial plans. But really, from that point, and I was, I was booking Airbnbs um, from there, and it's just been an amazing, amazing adventure. That's uh, it. Sounds really cool, and I guess. You know, the first thing that I thought of when you told me about this, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's like, I'd be scared to do that. That's a lot of change. Um, obviously, you know, having a home is always something that makes you feel, you know, safe, right? And so you kind of decided to um, take advantage of this opportunity where people are like working remote anyway and say like, hey, I want to fulfill this dream, um, which is really exciting. But at the same time, there's got to be some fears you know, how scary was that? Like, and, and also like, how scary was it then versus how you feel now? Oh, ab absolutely. So I would say that it was, it was the fear, if anything, that was holding me back from making this decision sooner. Um, because it's very easy to think about um, what could go wrong or, or what could happen. And you're right, a lot of people um, stepping out to be uncomfortable and outside of your, your comfort zone, which is, you know, having a house and a lease and everything, um, it can feel it can feel like a lot, but I feel like I wasn't going to get the personal growth that I wanted and get on the journey that I wanted to unless I did that, unless I got uncomfortable. And so um, making that decision, it just, yeah, it was like a, a release off my shoulders. And at the time it was, it felt scary, but really... I was like, I was prepared. I had a support system and I knew if anything happened, um, it created a lot of self-trust in myself that I would figure it out. And from, from this point on, I, I really can't imagine uh, being tied down to a place right now. It's been so much fun, this freedom to be able to work from anywhere. Awesome. And what, what would, like, if you were to just think about stories, right? Like life is all about stories. Um, 
what what would you say is like the if you were to talk about the highs and lows of doing this trip what are like a couple of good stories of like highs and were like any low moments that you're comfortable sharing sure the high moments for me were i haven't visited a lot of the national parks actually none of them and so being able to go I went to um, White Sands National Monument and then the Grand Canyon and Sedona and Zion and being able to show up at these parks and go on these beautiful hikes and see this beautiful scenery. Um, I went to the Pacific Northwest and did a lot of exploration there and just going on these hikes alone, um, it just really felt meditative. It felt like I was connecting with myself more um, and I just loved I don't know there was something about it that was just like i felt like i needed to do this for myself and that and, and and going and doing it on my own felt amazing i mean there were definitely times like when i was in yellowstone and maybe the sun was setting and i was like hmm, i really hope like there's not a bear around here i mean i have bear mace i'm prepared but like you know there'd be some scary situations where like what is that did i hear something in the woods i'd get a little scared because I, I'm, you know, hiking alone can be a, a little dangerous, but I kept it at day trips and I, I, I'm not doing overnight trips on my own. Um, and then I'd say like, probably the lows of the trip has been um, at the same, I've, I've spent a lot of time alone, you know, going to several of these states. Um, sometimes I know people in, in states and sometimes I don't. And there was a good several weeks where I didn't see anybody. And with COVID, everything was shut down. And, you know, I felt a little bit, I felt a little bit lonely at those times, but I found ways to connect with my friends through video and through phone calls. Um, but I think, I think it was also really good at the same time. Um, it was creating this like trust in myself that like, you know, I got you and I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I think spending time with yourself is a really good way to learn a lot about yourself. I remember uh, well, this is probably way more than anyone who's listening would ever want to know about me. But I remember like seven or eight years ago, maybe even longer, like I, I had a relationship come to an end and I decided to go to Europe um, for a music festival by myself like a week later. Um, and it was like a way of training myself to be alone, you know, and, and to deal with being alone and and all that. And uh, it was it was a, it was a good wake up call. I kind of showed myself a lot through that. Um now that I've uh, got my sob story out for, for the audience, let's talk a little bit about work-life balance. Um, COVID, like you said, is a good opportunity for people that like have the travel itch because everybody decided to do work from home. So you could kind of go work from wherever you want. In fact, I, like, I've done my own fair share of like working remotely in different places um, when, it, when I felt comfortable doing that. Um, how do you achieve work-life balance? You know, you're, you're off doing all these awesome things, but at the same time, you're you talked about all the stuff that you've managed in your career at the beginning of this interview. So you're, you're, you're not a slouch clearly, right? You're working really hard. So how do you achieve uh, work-life balance in the, in this scenario? Sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it was fairly simple. I still have a work, I still have a work day and I, and I put a schedule and a routine to it. Right. So I make sure that um, if I'm moving locations, I'll do that on the weekend. Um, or I do it after hours and I make sure that I have Wi-Fi. And this is a big reason why I've just been booking Airbnbs versus, you know, I did consider the van life. If I wanted to get a van, um, you know, go a little more remote, but that had a, more logistics to it. And, you know, if you're in these national parks, you don't really have service. Um, and so what was most important was that Monday through Friday, you know, I was available at the time I needed to be, I had my connection. 
Uh, and, it, and from there, it felt the exact same. And then I would make plans for sightseeing on the weekends or, you know, late afternoon. And it worked out great. And I guess that leads me to my last question, which is, I think it was you who actually sent me the book. Um, I forget what the book was called. Uh, it was like the four hour work week or something like that. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. By Tim um, Ferriss. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know you're passionate about like this topic about this work-life balance and dynamic, and clearly you've taken your own interesting spin on it, um, which I think is great. Like, I think it's a great model for people who might be reticent or like, you know, nervous about <clears throat> doing that type of thing. What do you think is the future of uh, like work-life balance and like the, the dynamic and especially post COVID, how do you envision things going forward? Because we saw obviously that there's a way for people to be productive remotely. Uh, but at the same time, there are some places where collaboration, like being in person is useful. So um, how do you see this? Do you see this changing moving forward? Um, what, what, like, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but if you could predict the future, what do you think it holds? I think, um, you know, I always like to look at any experience and see like, what can we learn from it? And with COVID, I think some of the really great learnings that that came out of that was that we can work remotely and be productive. It was it was a very forced change in, in the way that we work. Um, and I even saw that, especially in, in my company before before COVID, I myself being inspired by the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, um, I was I was already negotiating a mostly re remote schedule with my boss. It didn't start off like that. I used to come in, you know, nine to six. And then I slowly started negotiating more of a remote schedule. And then with COVID, it was 100%. Um, and what I saw with the team and with everyone, they were kind of nervous, like people who, who loved going into the office or felt like they couldn't you know, get their work done outside of that. Um, it just really shed some light on like, we can be efficient uh, with, our, with our time and work from home. And um, I'm just really excited because I think it just accelerated this, this notion that we can do that. And I feel like, the demand for remote work is is going to to get much higher. I know for for myself, I've I've loved my career. Um, you know, I'm really happy with what I've accomplished in it so far. Personally, you know, I am actually looking for a career change in in an industry, a different industry, um, just just as a change <laughs> in my life and. Definitely, I feel like having the flexibility with working remote. I, I can't imagine uh, having to go back in the office. I, you know, maybe going in every now and then, you know, for the face to face. But um, I've already seen some sites going up about remote, remote work and remote jobs, and um, yeah, I just I really see that uh, that demand going up after this. Awesome. Well, Carolina, thank you for so much for making the time. I think what you're doing is really fun and exciting and uh you're a great role model for people who uh who may be a little stuck in their ways so i hope that people enjoyed learning from carolina about how she's uh enjoying this work-life balance traveling around the country doing all sorts of interesting things carolina i wish you the best of luck and thank you for making the time today thank you thank you jeff